0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr.
1: Uh, I feel the anointing to preach and teach this tonight, and this is going to stir your spirit up. Um, because what we're talking about tonight is how to eat your way to victory, how to eat your way to victory. And every night, my desire is to build in you a spirit of faith. That's what the Lord spoke to me to do. As I was leaving Michigan, he said, get on every day, twice a day through the week and every night and pump my people full of faith. Faith is, can be imparted. Faith can be imparted. And so that's the goal of these sessions, especially here in the night, where our goal is to impart faith to you in a time where so many people are operating in fear. They're scared of what's going on, what's happening. uh, More than ever before, it's important to operate in a spirit of faith. You've got to operate in a spirit of faith. And so that's what these are for. Build you up and get you moving towards victory. And uh, so it's great to see everybody on tonight. So as you're sharing, we're going to jump in. And uh, I've got a lot of scripture, a lot of word for you tonight to to back up what we're talking about. And so I know many of you are taking notes. I encourage you to bring your Bible out, get a highlighter, get a notebook, and get ready to write some of this stuff down. And uh, it, it will help you greatly. And I know people put these in the comments as well. Thank you for doing that. If you missed this morning, by the way, let me just say it. If you missed this morning, it wasn't a rant, but it was a borderline rant. It was the title was, are you Pentecostal or what? Are you Pentecostal or what? And we talked about the importance of the Pentecostal experience, the importance of being what, what is it? What does it mean to be Pentecostal? What do we believe? What's what's the power of it? Why are why are we? And so, if you missed it, man, go back and watch this morning's broadcast. It's also on the podcast now, so you can listen to it uh, whenever you'd like to. But it's an important one. But tonight we're talking about eating your way to victory. Eat your way to victory. Now, one of the things that it's important to understand, uh, and I'm and I'm going to give you the context of what I'm talking about. Eat your way to victory is the word of God that we have, the written word of God. This is food to your spirit man. The word of God is food to your spirit man. And so I want you to start off with that uh, context in mind. It's where we're going to be all night long. And I'm going to show you things you may have never seen before about how nutritional the word of God is for your spirit and what takes place as you ingest the mighty word of God. There are different things that take place when you ingest the mighty word of God. Do you know, in John chapter, in fact, let's go there. Let's start in the gospel of John chapter one. That'll be a great place for us to start tonight. The gospel of John chapter one. And as people are logging on, let me say, I love you. Thank you for being with me during these sessions. Share it as you log on and let me know where you're watching from. I love to interact with you. We've been taking questions, trying to give answers. And um, it's just, I, I I really, really enjoy uh, coming on here with you guys every day and being able to spend time with you, show you things from the word of God, pray for you, and believe God for victory in your life. So as you're jumping on, share and let me know where you're watching from and let's do this. John chapter one is where we're starting tonight. And I want you to read this with me. Look at Look at the first verse. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. The word was God. And he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. And without him, there was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Now go down to verse 14. Look at this. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. You see that? So the word of God was made flesh and came down to this earth, the word made flesh, that's Jesus Christ. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And so I want you to go over just a few chapters to John chapter, uh, let's go to John chapter six and listen to this, the gospel of John chapter six, Jesus is preaching and teaching here and uh, listen to this verse 32, John 6, 32, then Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. Verse 33, for the bread of God, look at this, the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And then they said, sir, give us this bread always. Verse 35, he said, I am the bread of life and whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So that's a key verse right there. John 6, 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life that has come down from heaven. So catch this, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word, which is Christ, John 1 speaking about Jesus, the word was made flesh, came down from heaven and dwelt among us. But then he himself said, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. So we can easily say that the word of God is the bread of God. The word of God is the bread of God. Very important that you catch that. In fact, I want you to write it in the comments that that's how important it is. The word of God is the bread of God. So vital that you catch this tonight. We're talking about how to eat your way into victory. You can eat your way into victory. And the word of God is bread to your spirit. It is bread to your spirit. We know that uh, the Bible teaches us that when Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost, yes, write it in the comments, the word of God is the bread of God. When Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, the first thing that the Holy Spirit led him to do was to go into the wilderness and fast and pray and be tempted of the devil. And so we know that for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was in the wilderness fasting and praying. And the Bible says this, as he's fasting, as he's praying, the Bible says the devil comes to tempt him and tempted him in different points. That's it, keep writing it. The word of God is the bread of God, that's right. And look at this, very interesting Uh, the Bible says that the first thing that the devil does for 40 days being tempted of the devil, this is Luke chapter four and verse two, and he ate nothing during those days and when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him in verse three, if you're the son of God, command this stone to be made what? Bread. Command this stone to be made bread. What was he trying to do? appealing to Jesus' flesh. Oh, you need to eat. You don't need to fast. You need to eat. You need to eat. And Jesus said something so interesting. He said, it is written, verse four, Luke 4, 4. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see that? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so you understand that Jesus is saying that the I don't need natural bread. I'm not out here in the wilderness looking for natural bread. I'm trying to obtain spiritual bread, the word of my father. I need the word of God. That is spiritual bread. My flesh doesn't have what I need. In fact, I was writing today. Exciting news, by the way. I completed the final chapter of Further Faster today. Uh, After the morning broadcast, I went in and began to write, completed the final chapter. The book is finally finished. It's now in editing phase. We're going to send it to the printer, and it's coming to you ASAP. But in my writing today, one of the things that I was writing about, one of the verses that I used, is found in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 17. And the Bible says that the flesh is constantly at war with the spirit. The flesh is constantly at war with the spirit. There'll never be a time of your life, doesn't matter how long you've been saved, how many times you've gone to church, who your pastor is, how many conferences you've attended. Your flesh will always be at war with your spirit. Thank you guys. I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Your flesh is at war. So your what is your flesh doing? Fighting, fighting, fighting against the things of the spirit. Your flesh doesn't want you to fast. Your flesh doesn't want you to pray. Your flesh doesn't want you to live holy. Your flesh does not want you to praise God. Your flesh does not want you to give. None of those things. It goes against the flesh and against the carnal nature. But your spirit man wants to do those things. And so Jesus is in the wilderness. He's searching for a word from his father. I'm not going to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That means that God's word that comes from his mouth is supernatural bread and sustenance to our spirits. It is supernatural bread and sustenance to our spirits. And there are different levels, by the way, there are different levels of spiritual nutrition. This is an important thing to know. And that's why I'm trying to give you the strongest meat possible in these night sessions, because there are different levels of spiritual nutrition in the Bible. Paul made that known. I'll give you an example in Ephesians chapter five. Uh, Paul writes to the Ephesians and says that God makes his body holy, the body of Christ holy by the washing of water by the word. The washing of water by the word. Well, that's the first and basest level of the nutrition of the word, the water of the word. That's number one, the water of the word. That's Ephesians chapter five. And so water is good. But let me just tell you, uh, you can't live on water. That's for sure. I mean, if you're parched, water is phenomenal to refresh you and obviously to quench your thirst. But water does not sustain you. If anybody's on on watching on here tonight, and you've done an only water fast for an extended period of time, where you're fasting, not drinking juices, not drinking coffee, not drinking anything except water, your body is seriously weakened seriously weakened because there's nothing in water to sustain you. There's no calories. There's nothing. There's no vitamins. You can't sustain your body on water, but it will refresh you. It can wash you. You can get in the shower and wash with water, which is what the context of Ephesians five is, but that's all that it can do. Refresh you and wash you. That's it. But then you go up another level and Paul says to the Corinthian church in first Corinthians chapter three, He's talking to them about his frustration that they've remained so immature in their church. And he said, I want to give you the meat. I want to go give you stronger things, but all you can handle is the milk of the word. And so Paul talks to them as babies in Christ. He said, You're babies in Christ, and all that I can give you is the milk of the word. I can just give you milk. He wanted to give them more, but couldn't because of the level of maturity they were at. And he said, I can only give you the milk of the word. Well, milk is good for babies, but milk can't sustain you. Can't keep you going for the rest of your life. It's like water. If you even did an only milk fast, you, you know, it'll just, you won't lose weight like you will on water. But let me tell you something. It can't sustain you like a steak. It can't sustain you like a sandwich or like, you know, pasta. It can't sustain you like that. It's not the same. And so we know that as uh, babies are young and they're they're progressing, you know, they need the milk to grow. Their stomachs can't handle. Of course, they don't have teeth. They couldn't chew a steak if they wanted to. And Paul's making that analogy. He said, your babies, I got to keep giving you milk. And that's the that's the baby level of maturity in the kingdom of God. But then you go on further. There's not just the water of the word and there's not just the milk of the word, but then according to scripture, I read it to you, John chapter six, you've got the bread of the word. Bread is the next level and you can, you can consume what the Bible calls the bread of life, the bread of the word, but you can go beyond that. The Bible then talks about the meat of the word and then in the book of Hebrews, the strong meat of the word. You can have the meat of the word and then the strong meat of the word that's found in the book of Hebrews, but you don't have to stop there. You can go beyond the meat of the word. And the Bible says that you can go on to the honey of the word said, your words came to me and it was sweet unto my lips, like honey to the taste book of Proverbs. So the word of God is like honey. Well, what's the point? The meat of the word will strengthen you But look at this. The honey of the word, this is such a powerful thing, will not just refresh you, but it almost gives you like, um, what's the best word I'm trying to think of to to describe this? It's like a a delight. It's a delight. It actually brings in the joy. It's the things that are enjoyable that come to you from the word of God. It brings enjoy. It's like having dessert after your dinner. It brings the enjoyable things of life into you by the word of God. And so there's some there there's a word that'll come to you that'll mature you. There's a word that'll come to you to strengthen you for battle. There's a word that'll come to you to refresh you. And then there's a word that'll come to you to bring the delightful things of God into your life. Almost like a uh like I said, almost like you'd have dessert after dinner. There are things God wants to do. He wants to fill your mouth with good things the Bible says. It's like um Yeah, exactly, Luenda. It's like the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, And so there's the honey of the word. But then you go beyond that and you'll find that there's the wine of the word, the heaviest level, the intoxicating level of the word of God that fills you with so much faith, a spirit of faith. Intoxicated, you feel like you could take the world. Nothing. You you start to talk. You start to talk like the psalmist. I could run through a troop, and leap over a wall. By my God, I could run through a troop, and by my God, leap over a wall. What what are you talking about? Getting into the impossibilities of life because you get so intoxicated uh, with the word of God that you feel like with, and I'm talking about with the spirit of faith that comes on you, you feel like you could do anything. Nothing can stop me. That's the gift of faith that comes upon you as you begin to get into the wine of the word. It's what changed Peter from somebody who could not even confess Christ in front of a little servant girl, in front of a campfire. Oh, you're one of those that traveled with Jesus. You're a Galilean. And he began to swear that he didn't know who Jesus was. And you don't know what you're talking about. But then, as he was intoxicated with the wine of the word, the Holy Ghost, on the day of Pentecost, what happened? He was the first one to stand up out of his seat and begin to preach as they were being mocked by Jews that surrounded them in the upper room. These are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. What changed from Peter at the campfire to Peter in the upper room? He got intoxicated with the mighty word of God and the Holy Ghost, and it took him to another level. Took him to another level. You can can be in a place where you get so filled with the spirit of faith, that things that are impossible begin to happen. Impossibilities. You'll, you'll do things that you never would have done before. I think about, uh, you know, I think about stories of old men of God that have done things by the power and spirit of God that, you know, if you thought back on that, you think, my God, that's crazy. That is crazy. You know, I remember watching a video, there was an evangelist. During the voice of healing, his name was Jack Coe, had a massive tent, would set it up all over and have these massive meetings. And, and people would come, I mean, thousands and thousands, over 10,000 people, sometimes more, would come into the tent that he would set up. And, uh, and he would have miracle crusades. And a woman came down in one of his services and she had like a tumor on her face, like a big half of a grapefruit sized tumor on the side of her face. And he didn't even pray for her. He just reached out by faith, grabbed a hold of it, and ripped it off of her face. And he's holding it, and she's got pure, brand-new baby skin on the side of her face, instantly healed. Well, that's the gift of faith. Don't be ripping people apart if you're not operating the gift of faith. You know, you've seen these things. It's like when Smith Wigglesworth punched that woman in the stomach who had a tumor. And the tumor shrunk immediately in her. She had to grab her uh, skirt. She didn't realize for about 20 seconds that she was healed because she was mad that Brother Wigglesworth punched her in the stomach. But she was healed, instantly healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. Instantly healed. That's the gift of faith where you feel God telling you to do something that seems crazy, but you're so intoxicated with the word, so filled with the power of God that nothing seems insane to you at that moment. You just have the power of God operating in your life. You're so built up on the spirit of faith. You can do anything under the power of God. Nothing shall be impossible to you. Nothing shall be impossible to you. Remember the story of my uh, uncle, Terry Shuttlesworth who pastors, Dominion Christian Center, Virginia Beach, he was at his own conference and had a pastor that came and uh, was at the conference. And for no apparent reason, my uncle came off the platform and just kicked that pastor in the chest so hard. I mean, just kicked him in the chest like hardcore, talking like UFC style. And it hit the pastor so hard, he flew over over his seat and landed in the second row. And everybody's just kind of looking around like, what happened? What what did he do wrong? Why did he kick him? And he just went on. But the next, the pastor came to give his testimony that he'd been having heart issues. And uh, after having another checkup, he found that after he'd been in those meetings, that his heart had been healed supernaturally by the power of God. And so rather than just laying hands, rather than just speaking a word, my uncle felt to just go down there and kick him in his chest, kicked him. And he was healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. I remember one time there might be people on that were in this service that I'm talking about, that I, uh, there was a service I was in, in North Carolina and I was praying. This was earlier on, maybe now, maybe a decade ago now. And, uh, I was, I was ministering. I'd laid hands on everybody and I was getting ready to close the the service. And the Lord said, don't close the service. You're not done yet. You're not done yet. And I said, well, Lord, what else can I do? I've I've prayed for everybody and whatever. And the Lord directed my attention to a young man that was standing down uh, in, in the middle aisle. He said, go down there and pick that guy up over your shoulders and bounce him around this auditorium. And so I thought to myself, this is crazy. I've never done anything like this. And this is my first time at the church. Nobody knows me here. And so I went down in obedience. I felt the anointing. I came off that platform. The guy was lifting his hands, closing his eyes. I grabbed his right wrist, rolled it over the back of my neck, put him in the fireman's carry, picked him up over my shoulders. And he wasn't small. He was big. And I started just jumping and bouncing him around that church. Everybody went from worshiping to just staring with their mouths open at what was going on. And I just bounced him around that church. And when I was done, bounced him back to where I had got him, put him back on his feet, and he fell out in the Holy Ghost, began to cry and pray in the Spirit. Well, when the service came to an end, uh, I was, I was just getting ready to go change and get into some dry clothes. And there was a, a an older man that came up to me and made a beeline for me. I thought, uh-oh. I could tell, you know, he was a minister. He wasn't the one I was preaching for, but you can tell if somebody's a minister, if you're a minister, you could, you can tell, you can feel it. And I knew that he was, and I thought, Oh, here we go. I'm going to get rebuked for being the crazy young evangelist and picking that dude up and, and bouncing him around the church. And so I was ready for a rebuke. And that man came up to me. He said, bro, he said, brother, Ted, you don't realize what that meant to that young man. Now I was all ears. Now I was like, "Well, oh, what did it mean? To and I was like happy. Yeah. What did it mean to him? He said, you know, that, that young man goes to our church and he said, um, I had told him a while back that I felt he was supposed to be the youth pastor of our church, and he said no. He didn't feel that he could be because of whatever may have gone on in his life or, or whatever. He said, didn't feel like he could be, and so kind of brushed it off. He said, So I let it go. He said, But tonight, he rode to this revival in my car with me, and as we were driving over, I said to him, I'm telling you, I believe you're supposed to be the youth pastor. And he said, Pastor, if God wants me to do that, he's going to have to give me a crazy sign. That's what he said to me. That's what he said to the pastor. And uh, when I had put him down on his feet, I began to prophesy over him that God was going to use him to bring young people into the kingdom. And so the very thing that he said in the car, which I was not in the car, I didn't know anything about it, didn't even know the pastor. But the very thing that he said in the car is what the Holy Spirit led me to do. Give him a crazy sign that it's time. And I just obeyed the Holy Spirit. But see, if you're not operating in a spirit of faith, if you're not walking in a spirit of faith, the enemy will intimidate you and try to keep you back from doing the things that God's asked you to do. Of course, these are extreme examples. But I mean, whatever it is that God has called you to do, if you don't have a spirit of faith functioning in your life, then you won't do the things that the Lord has called you to do. And the way that you build that spirit of faith is by receiving not only anointed preaching and teaching constantly, but you've got to feed yourself a steady diet of the word of God, a steady diet of God's holy word. And so if you don't feed yourself that diet, then what happens is your spirit man becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. That's why, as I preached the other night, the Apostle Paul taught that you've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You're commanded to make yourself strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So you've got to feed yourself a steady diet of the mighty word of God if you're going to see a spirit of faith operate in your life, and that's key. I remember one time I was... uh, Oh yeah. That's exactly right, Luenda. I mean, I could go testimony after testimony. I remember one time. Now, sometimes the spirit of faith that'll come on you, you'll obey a word from the Lord, but it won't be anything crazy. It won't be some crazy thing like kicking somebody or 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 you know picking somebody up over your shoulder. Sometimes it'll just be you willing to obey the word of the Lord that he gives to you. And so I remember another time I was preaching. I was in New York. And uh, same type of deal. I had prayed for everybody. We had had church. And um, I was getting ready to close the service and go back and and finish. And the Lord said, you're not done. Now, everybody was around the altar. Everybody was standing around the altar. And uh, as they were standing there, uh, the Lord said, now, you see that woman over over there? And I looked, and I could see that she was blind. I could see because she had the glasses on. She had the cane with the white, the red at the bottom, and the little ball I could see clearly, it wasn't a word of knowledge. I could see from the outward appearance that she was blind. And uh, the Lord said, you're not done yet. Now, the platform was high. It was probably, you know, it it probably stands about four and a half to five feet off the ground. So for me to kneel down, I was at her shoulder level. And the Lord said, just go over there to her and touch her hand. Take her hand that's lifted and tell her my spirit is upon her. That's all he told me to do nothing crazy. Just take her hand and tell her that my spirit is upon her. Well, I just walked over, took her hand and I said, sister, the spirit of the Lord is on you. He said, he's on your body right now. Well, she fell out in the Holy ghost. And I mean, hardcore, she fell out hardcore and hit the ground. I mean, there was, there was no usher to catch her. There There was nothing. She just fell out and hit And, uh, and so then I was, I was like, well, praise God. It's either that's going to be a miracle or a lawsuit. One of the two. And so I was headed back to the keyboard to close the service. All of a sudden she jumps up off the floor and starts running back and forth across the altar shouting. And the pastor said, wait, don't, don't say anything yet. Let's go get her testimony. So we went down and we got her testimony and she started screaming. I can see, I can see. And the, the frontline singers were still on the platform and she walked right down the line of the frontline singers and she's pointing her finger at every one of them. She's going red shirt, green shirt, blue shirt, and she's, she's listing off the color of their shirts. Then she spins around, points up at the clock that's in the balcony and starts saying, I can even see 9:42. 42. It says 9:42. 42. She's reading the clock. From the front all the way to the back, God opened her eyes supernaturally and by his power, you know, and if you don't have a spirit of faith to go and just obey what the Lord's telling you to do, see that if you don't have that, you'll not see the things God wants you to see. You've got to be built in the spirit of faith. I want you to write it in the comments. Every person watching, I must have a spirit of faith. I must have a spirit of faith, without question. I must have a spirit of faith. Put it in the comments section and don't forget it. Thank you, Linda, for watching from Tennessee. I must have a spirit of faith. Pop it in the comments. If you didn't hear me tell the the story, when I just got back from Brazil, I was in Brazil this last year in uh, Mato Grosso, which is out in Kind of in the the central part, and it's more rural than anything else. And so I was out there uh, preaching at several churches, and uh, one of the nights, actually the final night, the very final night of the, that's it. Keep writing it. I must have a spirit of faith. I must have a spirit of faith. the The final night of the meeting, and the meeting was packed out, man. I mean, they even tore out the the chairs in the church. Uh, to put in uh, plastic chairs, knowing that we would need to have more room for more people that were coming, and so um, we 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 had a packed out with overflow rooms packed out uh, sanctuary, and so at the end of the night, I gave a an altar call for salvation. Well, I mean, the altar was flooded with people coming to Christ. I mean, flood packed with people, and all of a sudden. Here comes this woman uh, down the aisle, and and, and I can tell already by the discerning of spirits, I can tell something's up with her. Something's not right. Uh, It bothered my spirit. I could feel the grating in my spirit as she's coming down. Now, it appears to everybody else like she's coming down to be saved. I knew something else was going on. It was definitely not that. And so I get everybody down there. I have them lift their hands. Of course, now I'm speaking through an interpreter because in that part of Brazil, no one speaks English, it's just, it's rural, everyone speaks Portuguese, and so I need an interpreter for everything I did. And I'm preaching, I tell them, lift your hands, let's pray the prayer of of salvation, and so as I get ready to lead them in the prayer of salvation, this woman starts to manifest, and she's freaking out, full of the devil, starts screaming, she tries to run across the altar, and tries to start punching people in the face that are uh, uh, the new believers that are getting ready to be saved. Well, it took like, and she wasn't a big woman. She was probably like five, four, five, five, little, skinny woman. And, uh, but it took four full grown men to hold this woman to the ground. I mean, by demonic power, she was just manifesting and they're holding her down. Well, I wasn't going to let that moment overtake the whole service. So I let them deal with her and then led the, those that had come to the altar in the prayer of salvation. But when I said amen, let me tell you something. When I said amen, I felt the gift of faith come on me to cast that devil out of that woman. And I jumped, <laughs> I jumped off of that platform. And it was a tall, it was one of those that I misjudged it because it was like tall, way taller than I thought it was. I jumped off of that platform and landed down on the ground, like right over the top of this woman. And uh, now I, I walked forward. I like literally straddled her body, stood right over the top of her, and I'm pointing down at her face. I said, "You are coming out of that woman tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, when I said that, the demon that was inside that woman yelled back at me in English. And no one there speaks English. They all spoke Portuguese. And I mean, I, and I stood over that woman. I commanded. I said, you're coming out of that woman tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm talking about if you could see pure hatred come out of someone's eyes, that demon was looking at me through those eyes and just looking like a murderous face, like if they could get a hold of me, it would kill me. And I said, you're coming out. And the demon spoke back in English and said, I'm not coming out. I looked at the interpreter. I said, didn't need you for that one. The devil apparently doesn't just know Portuguese, he knows English. And I I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of this woman tonight and be set free. I spoke to the woman and the demon. And and at that moment, I realized and I could see just what the Bible was talking about when Jesus or the disciples would cast a demon out of somebody. And the Bible says, and it tear at them and, and let them go. Same thing. This woman thrashed on the ground as the demon was coming out and the demon spirit came out of her. And then to be honest with you, there were two demon spirits possessing this woman. And there was a second one. I had to cast, I cast it out, thrashed, let her go. She fell limp to the ground. And when she came to her senses, she looked up and she looked around the room. And in Portuguese said, where am I? How did I get here? Where am I? And so the ushers and some of the women from the church led her over and sat her down next to the pastor in the seats in the front. And the pastor, as I was ministering to the new believers, the pastor led her to Jesus and she became a Christian. And that night I was anointing everybody with oil uh, to be blessed and, and have their homes protected, families blessed. And here she comes through the line with her hands lifted, big smile on her face. Didn't even look like the same person. From earlier in the night. Why? When God set her free, everything changed. Everything changed. The de- the demon had to leave. Peace had to come. Joy had to come. Salvation came. And now she's an overcomer. Came through smiling in the line, looking like a different woman. But if a spirit of faith is not on you, then you'll not step out and do what God's called you to do. You'll duck away from, you'll shy away from confrontation in the spirit rather than attacking it, taking authority, and having the victory. And so you've got to have a spirit of faith. That's why you have to have a steady diet of God's mighty word. You can eat yourself into victory. Why? What did Jeremiah say? Now, I want to get into this because there's my dad. Love you, dad. I want to get into this because I want to talk to you about the things that come through the Power of God's word. When you ingest the mighty word of God, things come along with it. Uh, one of the best ways to to describe this to you, and I think it's important that you understand it, is if anybody's ever had to deal with somebody who has maybe type two diabetes or you know always having to measure their blood sugar, you'll know that if you eat not just sugar, it's not about just having a Coca Cola or a piece of candy or a candy bar. But you know as well as I do, if you eat simple carbs, if you eat a piece of bread, if you eat pasta, uh, those things turn into sugar in your bloodstream and they'll spike your your blood sugar level. Well, all of those, now think about this, all of those, in fact, I watched a documentary one time where a doctor said that your blood doesn't know the difference whether you drink a can of Coke or eat white bread because it does the same thing to your body and so, One of the things that I want you to see is all those things might look different going into your body, but they have the same effect once they get in with the word of God, it is the opposite. The word of God might always look the same going into your body. It's the word, the word, the word, the word. But once it gets into you, it begins to do different things. The word goes into you and does different things. And so I want to I want to give you this before we pray tonight. What are the things that happen when you ingest a steady diet of God's holy word? When you receive a spirit of faith through preaching and teaching and you have a steady diet. That's why we're doing these services because I want you in this time when the enemy's trying to push fear, fear, fear and that everybody's in a state of panic and people that even were supposed to be trusting God are saying things that that are not even lining up with God's word. And it's a, it really spouting a spirit of fear. I want you to be different. I want you to have a spirit of faith that's operating in your life that's going to cause you to overcome no matter what's going on around you. That we can literally declare, just like Psalm 91, a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but these things will not touch me in the mighty name of Jesus. That's right. That's it, Gene. I must have a spirit of faith. So let me give you a few things. What takes place when you ingest the word of God? Well, number one, Proverbs chapter four, I want you to go there. Proverbs chapter four is number one. The first thing that takes place when you ingest the mighty word of God, and remember this, and by the way, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down and pop it in the comments right now. The word of God becomes whatever I need it to be. I want you to write that. The word of God becomes whatever I need it to be. That's a powerful thought. That's a powerful thought. The word of God becomes whatever I need it to be. You know, before I give you Proverbs 4, can I explain this to you? And by the way, our brand new course is out in Miracle Word University uh, for Mountain Moving Faith. We just released this course on Miracle Word U to teach you how to build strong, functional faith and and see supernatural things take place in your life. You can check it out at MiracleWordU.com. MiracleWordU.com. But think about this. One of the things that I teach in that course is something called compartmentalized faith. Because we know that the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whatever you hear from the word of God is what builds your ability to obtain that thing. For example, that's why you've got churches that all they'll ever teach is Jesus is a savior, Jesus is a savior, and he is a savior. But he's more than just a savior. He's also your healer. But there's churches that will never tell you he's your healer. And as a result, the people who are in the church, their faith is not built to receive healing. And so because it's not, they can't obtain the promise of healing because they don't have faith to receive it. They don't have faith to receive it. And so you need to hear preaching and teaching on every subject that you need to receive. You don't just need preaching and teaching on salvation. You need preaching and teaching on healing. You need preaching and teaching on the power of the Holy Spirit. You need preaching and teaching on financial prosperity. You need preaching and teaching on joy and peace. You need preaching and teaching on uh, the power of faith. You need need all of these things. If you're gonna obtain your promise, it comes from having the truth of God's word regarding that promise. For example, let me give you an example. If I wanted to become a great golfer, I wouldn't pay $1,000 a month to be coached by a great hockey coach. Why? Because he's not going to be giving me what I need to succeed in the thing I want to succeed in. So if if I want to become a great golfer, I don't train under a great hockey player. I train under a great golfer. Because I need wisdom in the area of golfing. And so the same is true with the word of God. If all you ever get every Sunday is preaching on Jesus is a savior, Jesus is a savior, but no one will ever tell you why you can believe he's a healer, why you can believe he's a provider, why do you why you can believe he's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, why you can believe he's the soon-coming king, why you can I mean all those things, then you won't have faith to receive it. You've got to have ammunition. the mighty word of God and that's why it's important to know that I'm receiving a steady stream ingesting the mighty word of God in all these important areas and so I want you to look with me number one Proverbs chapter four Proverbs chapter four the Bible says verse 20 through 22 my son be attentive to my words incline your ear to my sayings Let them not escape from your sight and keep them within your heart for they are life to those that find them and healing to all their flesh. You see that they are life to all that find them and healing to all their flesh. So the first thing that happens as you begin to ingest the word of God, that the word turns into healing for your flesh or your physical body. The word of God, as you ingest it, turns into health and healing for your physical body. I told the story the other night of Joel Osteen's mother, Dodie Osteen, who was diagnosed with cancer decades ago, should be dead. But what did she do? She got the Bible on tape and preaching and teaching, and nonstop, she let it play in her bedroom. And the word kept coming forth. The word kept coming in, getting into her body, into her body, into her body, into her body, until the just the word preached, the word taught, destroyed the cancer cells in her body, and she was made whole. And she's alive today. She's still, at 90-something years old, 91, 92, I don't, I don't know exactly how old she is. I know she just turned 90 not long ago. She may be 91 now. Or 92, still sitting on the front row of Lakewood Church when they have services, still praising the Lord. Her husband, who was strong as a bull at the time she was uh, diagnosed, he's gone home to be with the Lord and she is still still alive and giving God praise. (laughs) I love it. I got a great comment here on Periscope that I want to read to everybody. You are a predatory wolf. You use the gospel for your lies. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I am a predatory wolf, and the word of God got into her body and made her whole. Recently, they—I uh, can't remember which uh, television network it was. If it was uh, the Word Network, I think it was. Um, I think it was the Word Network. They were um, interviewing her. And because it was like the, I think it was like the 40th anniversary or something like that of her healing or, so, or something like that. And they said, uh, we want to have you back. Oh, you know, it was her 90th birthday. We want to have you back when you're a hundred to give your, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. We want to have you back when you're a hundred to give your testimony again, when you're a hundred years old, you know, kind of chuckling. And you know what she said as serious as could be? She said, if you're still alive, I'll come. <laughs> I love that answer. If you're still alive, I'll come. Why? Believing God's not only her protector, not not only her healer, but her strength. He is her strength. And she, she, today, and I can give you testimony after testimony of people who have been healed by the mighty word of God. So number one, when the word comes into you, it becomes health and healing. Number one, health and healing into your physical body. Now, I want you to go with me to the book of Jeremiah chapter 15, Jeremiah chapter 15. And this is what the prophet Jeremiah saw when he understood the word of God that came unto him. This is number two. When the word of God comes into you, it's not just health and healing to your physical body, but watch this. Jeremiah says this, I'm gonna read it to you. Jeremiah 15, 16. Jeremiah 15, 16, listen to this. Your words were found and I ate them. I love that phrase that Jeremiah uses. I ate them. I ingested your word, O Lord. And your words became to me a joy and the rejoicing of my heart. You see that? Your words became to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. So the word of God is not just health and healing to your physical body, but number two, it is joy and rejoicing to your heart. So if you battle depression, anxiety, panic attacks, all those types, of spirit of heaviness, according to Jeremiah, if you'll just ingest a steady stream of the word of God, a spirit of faith on the word of God, it will become joy and rejoicing to your heart. You know, we do this because I can't be on all the time. I mean, uh, doing twice a day like this uh, is awesome, but I can't be on 24 hours a day, you know, preaching and teaching to you. So what did I do? We launched Miracle Word Radio. So that if you have, like literally, if you were in a place right now where you just felt like, man, I'm really battling, I'm really going through it, uh, I, I can't. I can't deal with this anymore. I need faith. And to declare, it's time to take a nation back for the kingdom of God. I'm not letting these people go to hell just because I'm too timid to stand up and say something. I've got the joy of the Holy Ghost bringing power into my spirit, and this is the time to overcome. Somebody what is it. that? That's Miracle Word Radio. It's available for your phone. Available for your tablet. It's available at all times, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter where you're at, pop that on and let joy and rejoicing and a spirit of faith jump into your heart, jump into your spirit. Not only that, we've got the podcast. Not only that, we've got the YouTube channel. Not only that, we've got everything we're doing on Facebook and Twitter. You could go back and literally watch every video and spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours hours of time just going back and watching every video, or just turning on Miracle Word Radio and letting it play nonstop. Don't listen to the morning show. Don't get up and look. listen to some doubt and unbelief that's being spread in the world. Put some preaching and teaching on And I'm not saying it always has to be mine. I'm just saying make sure it has a spirit of faith on it. You know for a fact, I'm never going to preach to you doubt and unbelief. I'm never going to tell you how bad it is out there. I'm never going to go out there and tell you, oh, it's just hard to be a Christian. You're never going to hear me say those things. You're always going to get a spirit of faith from me and my wife and my family. I don't know anybody in my the Shuttlesworth family that's going to give you the, the bad news. Oh, I just don't know. It's so hard to be a Christian. You won't hear that from our family. You won't hear that from my father or any of my uncles. You won't hear that from any of my cousins. You won't hear that from anybody in our family because we've been raised up with impartation with a spirit of faith. And we preach a spirit of faith and we live a spirit of faith. That's it. So it's free. I mean, we don't even charge anything for it. You can watch every video on YouTube, free. Every video on Facebook, free. All the stuff on the app, free. Everything we've got, you you have access to. The podcast, it's all Free doesn't cost you anything to get hours and hours and hours of preaching and teaching. doesn't cost you a dime. And so you can download it for free. Go to your, uh, if you've got an Apple phone or tablet, go to the App Store. If you've got a Google phone or tablet, an, an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and just search Miracle Word and get it for free. Download it and pop it on. And, and listen, it'll build your faith. And as it builds your faith, according to Jeremiah, it will fill you with joy and rejoicing. Joy and rejoicing is number two. But I want to give you a side benefit because after joy and rejoicing, love you too, after joy and rejoicing comes on you, guess what that means? You're going to start having side effects. You're going to start having side effects. You know what they are? The side effect of joy, according to Nehemiah, is strength. (laughs) So you're going to have healing and health. You're going to have joy and rejoicing. And then number two, as a result of your joy and rejoicing, you're going to have supernatural strength in your body. uh, Because Nehemiah chapter eight and verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So now you've got health and healing. Now you've got joy and rejoicing. And now you've got supernatural strength. Amen. These are all coming from the word of God being ingested into your spirit. You can eat your way to victory. Eat your way to victory. The bread of heaven is the word of God, supernatural bread. And Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Spiritual life. John 6, 63. They are spirit and they are life. The guy that called me a wolf didn't even stick around to hear the rest of the message. I'm so offended. So discouraged, all he just wanted to pop in to call me a wolf and then left. Wish he would have stayed. Um, to find out I'm actually a werewolf. Now, um, <laughs> you ingest the mighty word of God, so you've got health, you've got healing, you've got joy and peace, and now you've got strength. Let's go on further. What else? What else does God's word give you? Well, go to uh, the book of Joshua. <laughs> Go to the book of Joshua and let's see what God spoke to him. I love this. I mean, I could go all night talking about what the word of God will do for you. What will the word of God do for you? See, you can eat your way into victory. You can have a steady ingestion, if that's a word. I know indigestion is a word. Uh, (laughs) You can have a steady ingestion of God's word and strength, power, authority, glory, into your life so listen to this not only will you have health and strength not only have joy and rejoicing physical strength physical healing listen to this Uh, this is found in uh joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 listen this book of the law by the way let me stop and say at the time that joshua was being spoken to by god the book of the law was all they had of the word there was no other word but the law of moses it's what they had This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. Now watch this. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Hallelujah. So prosperity and success are yours through ingesting the word of God. He said, take the word, Don't let it depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful to do all that's written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. So one of the things that takes place as the word of God continues to come into you is that you have prosperity and success in the natural, not supernatural prosperity. I'm not talking about, well, you know, I just feel prosperous in my spirit. No, I'm talking about the blessing of the Lord will come on your finances comes upon your life, comes upon your family, your business. Whatever you set your hand to do prospers. Joshua 1.8, the word causes prosperity. Let me give you an example. Go to Isaiah 48.17. Isaiah 48.17 is just God backing up his word again and again and again. And the Bible says, thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you should go. So the word of God, when it comes to you, it teaches you to profit, teaches you to profit. Everything you set your hand to is blessed. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in your basket, blessed in your store, everywhere you go, everything you do, everywhere your foot treads, you have dominion. You are blessed. You are blessed. God will open up to you his good treasury in the heavens, the Bible says. Your enemies will come out against you in one direction. They'll flee from you in seven directions, the Bible says. You are blessed. You're blessed. And it brings a spirit of faith. But all these things come upon you. Health, strength, joy, peace, prosperity, success. And now to give you this last one before I pray for you, catch this. Because this this will blow your mind. This gives you now access to every good thing that there is. Every good thing that there is. Listen to this. The Gospel of John, chapter 14 and verse 21. Is anybody getting blessed tonight? Is anybody feeling the anointing I feel in the Holy Ghost on this broadcast? I feel the power of God, man. I'm stirred up in my spirit. Anytime you break open the word of God and let it fill you, then your body will receive divine strength because the words that he has given us, they are spirit and they are life. I'm literally imparting supernatural life into your body during this broadcast by releasing to you the word of God, by releasing the word of God. That's what takes place. As I preach and teach, as you receive it, you're receiving divine life, divine strength into your body. I'm telling you this. Expect to receive a miracle as I'm preaching and teaching. Expect to receive a healing as I'm preaching and teaching. Expect for things to turn around in your favor. Why? Because this word goes forth and things have to change. Things have to change. I remember I was watching. I gave this um, story the other night. We were under the tent with Brother Shambach and he would have these uh, powerful things happen all the time. But here's a man who preached by the gift of faith. I've watched him as a young boy actually preach people out of wheelchairs, not lay hands on them, not not pull, out, pull them out. I've watched him preach them out of wheelchairs. And there was a man who came to one of the services who had been in the Vietnam War, and a piece of shrapnel from a grenade had severed his spine, and so he was a paraplegic in a wheelchair. And Brother Shambach if if where I'm standing is the platform, over to my left and your right, he had a section where all of the wheelchairs would be put all in a, in a row. They'd have the wheelchair section. And I remember one night, Brother Shambach came off the platform and he'd go down there and he'd put his hand on his hip. He started, he stood right in front of that guy from the Vietnam War. And just preached and preached. I'm talking about the gift of faith. The gift of faith was flowing, flowing, flowing. And that guy's sitting there with two paralyzed legs and he's just receiving, receiving. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the gift of faith, the word went into that man's body. After a while, the guy in the wheelchair couldn't take it anymore. He just jumped out of the wheelchair and took off running around the tent. By the power of God. Didn't matter that his spine had been severed by shrapnel. Didn't matter that he was a a, a paraplegic. Didn't matter at all. The Word of God came into, hallelujah, came into his body. Thank you, Jesus. Made him whole. Made him whole. And so you can step into that. You can step into the power of God. That's why I'm telling you expect a miracle. Expect a miracle as you're listening. Expect a miracle as you're entering in. The same anointing that's here comes right through the, the camera into your device to wherever you are in the world. And that same anointing is just as powerful where you are as it is right here where I'm preaching. Just as powerful where you are. So expect to receive. And then finally, let, let me show you this before we pray. I feel it. I feel it, Adrian and Shandra. Listen, John 14 and verse 21. The Bible says... This is Jesus speaking, by the way. Listen closely. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him. Watch this. Here's the blessing. And manifest myself to him. That's John 14, 21. You see it? He who loves me will be loved by my father. And then I will love him and manifest myself to him. So who are these people? Who are these people Jesus is talking about? Those who have his commandments, that's his word, and keeps them. So literally, my obedience, as I'm hearing the word of God preached to me, my obedience to this word brings me into the manifestations of Christ. You are now qualified. It's like when you get those things in the mail. You ever get the, you ever get those things in the mail from like credit card companies? You've been pre-qualified for blah, 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 blah. Pre-qualified. $20,000 spending limit. You've been pre-qualified. You ever get those in the mail? Well, Jesus is telling you, Through John 14, 21, you've been pre qualified for the manifestations of Christ. If you obey the word, if you receive his commandments and obey them, then he said, I will show up and I will manifest myself to them. Do you realize just by reading this verse that not everybody is qualified for the manifestations of Christ? Not everybody is qualified to receive the manifestations of Christ. It is those who have this word and obey this word. And that's you and that's me. And so I'm expecting during this time that we're here, quote unquote, quarantined. I'm not quarantined, but you know, quote unquote, we have to stay home. Uh, That we're gonna receive the manifestations of Christ. I'm believing God that right where you are at home, the Lord will touch you tonight, will change you tonight, will come and visit you and lay his hand upon you. If you're sick, I'm praying he heals you tonight. If you're distressed, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, fearful, I'm praying that he gives you joy and peace tonight. Maybe you're battling in relationship. We've had prayer requests been coming in. Pray for my my husband to come back. Pray for my wife to come back. Our marriage is broken. Our kids are shattered as a result of it. Pray that we have healing in our marriage. I'm praying that God will lay his hand upon your marriage and and believe for your family to be restored by the power of God maybe you're watching and you're believing for financial increase as you're faithful to sow seed the Bible says you've got a promise of a harvest coming back to you do not be deceived God is not mocked whatsoever a man sows that will he also reap God's going to touch us in this month of March it's not over yet We've got days, well, we got 11 days left, Not 10 days left in the month of March, and this is gonna be 10 days of glory in Jesus' name. I'm confessing 10 days of glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody write that. I felt that kick in my spirit. I want you to write it in the comments. I'm expecting 10 days of glory. What is today? Today's the 20th, so tomorrow's the 21st. Thank you, Adrian, for sowing a seed. I want you to write it in the comments, 10 days of glory in Jesus mighty name. That's what we're believing for before April even hits before April even comes March, 10 days left, 10 days of glory in Jesus name. I'm expecting, that's right. Write write it in the comments. I'm expecting 10 days of glory in Jesus mighty name. That's our expectation. That's going to be our confession. And we will see it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We will see it starting tonight, 10 days of glory. And I want to hear your testimonies. 10 days of glory. God's going to touch us. God's going to touch us. Father, I pray for every person watching. I pray for those that are listening to the broadcast live or on the replay. Maybe they're listening to the podcast. Lord, touch them tonight. Let your mighty word touch their physical body, wherever they are. Lord, I pray Everything in their body that is foreign, sent to destroy them, whether it's bacteria, virus, cells, disease, sickness, I curse it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I command it to loose its grip and let them go tonight in Jesus' name. I lose freedom. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there's freedom. And so, Lord, we declare it by the power of God, freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. Freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. We will will experience and hold our testimonies in our hand in the name that's above every other name. We will hold our testimonies in our hand in the name that's above every name. And Lord, I pray now for their relationships, those that have been writing me. Pray for my husband to come back. Pray for my wife to come back. Pray for our marriage to be restored. Touch their marriages, Lord. Touch their marriages by the power of God. Restore their homes. Restore their children. Let everything be at peace. Heal the hurt in Jesus' mighty name. I take authority over a spirit of heaviness and depression, a spirit of anxiety and fear. It has to loose you. It has to let you go. I cast it out in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to praise God right where you are, for he's given you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, Isaiah 61. A garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Begin to lift up your voice to the Lord. Sing, shout. If you've got to jump up and dance in your kitchen or living room, jump up and dance. If you've got to lift your hands and do what you, but praise God and thank him that freedom is yours in the mighty name of Jesus. It is yours. And now we need to pray. Because God has plans. 10 days of glory. God has plans to supernaturally provide for your family. He has a plan. He has ravens to send to you. Just like Elijah in the Old Testament, the Bible says that ravens came and sustained him. God will figuratively do that for you. There'll be people that'll show up to bless you. And it always is kickstarted by your obedience to hear the voice of the Lord and obey his voice and sow a seed. So we need to pray. Because the Lord is speaking to us. He's speaking to every one of us. So I want you to bow your head and pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name, speak to us now and show us what it is that we should sow tonight that will activate the harvest you have set aside. Lord, we're confessing it. Ten days of glory. Let us hold financial miracles in our hands before these ten days of march come to an end. In Jesus' mighty name. 10 days of glory, of miracles, signs, and wonders, even in our finances. And so, Lord, give us an instruction tonight. Tell us exactly what you would have us to sow into the kingdom of God. And as we sow this seed, Lord, send angels to get our harvest and quickly bring it back to our homes and to our families. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what to do? Those of you that are sowing, those of you that are going to do what the Lord's told you to do, you can always go to miracleword.com and sow your seed on the website. And if you're partnering with us, I want to say thank you. Carolyn and I are are standing and believing that a thousand people would join us and Miracle Word Ministries. As we're going around the world, touching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're standing and believing that this is going to be the greatest year you've ever had. And many are standing with us at $85 a month. That's what we're asking people to do, but some are doing more, $100, $200, $300, $500 a month, but do what the Lord speaks to you to do. You can do it at MiracleWord.com. If you'd like to use PayPal or uh, Cash App, Venmo, you can do that as well, and if you're on Facebook or Periscope Twitter, you can use hashtag donate to sow in the comments section as Adrian did a moment ago, but I want to encourage you to take that step of faith and sow that seed. You know... You realize there are people who never step out and do what the Lord's asking them to do. And there are blessings set aside that God has ready to give to them and can never give it to them because they never step out in faith to sow their seed. But then there's others like you that are watching tonight. You're people of faith that you answer the voice of the Lord and you step out in faith. You've been a wonderful group of people to minister to. I'm telling you, I love coming on live and speaking to every one of you because you're great people. I mean, you're faithful. I see the same people, faithful people logging on and faithful people staying, commenting, pressing in, believing for miracles. That shows me you're faithful to the things of God and it shows me you're hungry for the moving of the spirit and God's gonna meet you where your point of contact and faith is. So step out in faith and sow that seed. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, When was the last time I really took a stand of faith and did something that moved my heart? This is a question. I've talked about this on the broadcast before, how you have to be introspective when it comes to sowing into the kingdom of God. You have to ask yourself, when was the last time that I stepped out and truly by faith did something that shook my flesh, that shook my faith? When's the last time? You know, maybe you're somebody saying, well, I've never sowed a $1,000 seed in my life. Take a step of faith. Let this be the first night you've ever sown a $1,000 seed. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never sown a $100 seed. Let it be the night that you step out and do it. Thank you for sowing, Doreen. But do what the Lord speaks to you to do. Step out and do what God tells you to do. And those that are partnering with us, let me say this. For every person that is, this powerful book from A.A. Allen, God, the price of God's miracle working power. We're getting ready to ship this out to you. Every person that stood with us this month at 85 or more, we're going to send this to you to say we love you and appreciate you. You guys are welcome. Thank you for being with me. Listen, I know you're going to have a powerful weekend and uh, I'm not going to, I can't believe it's Friday already. So I'm not going to be on in the morning at 1030, but we'll be back tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Just like always. And Sunday, I won't be on in the morning at 10.30, but I'll be back at 7 p.m., just like always, and then we'll start again next week on Monday, normal times, 10.30 and 7. And I'm going to do it until the Lord speaks to me to change. I'm going to keep pumping you full of faith and believe in God for victory in your life. So let me just say, I love you so much. Thank you for hanging with me. Don't forget, we have this all ready to go for Resurrection Sunday for your children at shop.miracleword.com. It's the Miracle Word Kids Easter boxes. We've packed them up, got them ready to go. Uh, We've got tumblers, blue and pink tumblers. I was corrected by Carolyn. T-shirts, journals, slap bracelets. We've got the Easter story, got candy, all kinds of stuff for your kids. Only $40 a box. Uh, You can order them today, starting today, at shop.miracleword.com. And so go grab one for your kids or grandkids for Resurrection Sunday. Man, I love you guys. Have a powerful weekend. Enjoy your family. Have rest. Have peace. Take it easy. Have a good time. Don't let fear grip your heart. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. You do not have to fear. And uh, as we go, I'm going to play my favorite song one more time. If you didn't get a chance to jump in on it, jump in. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm unashamed. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon.
0: the stuff leaders should be made of.